Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of Feminist Around the World. And you know what? There's been a lot of things happening recently. And as we have successfully gotten through Thanksgiving, I like to call that like the portion one of holiday season, Mm -hmm. or as we will call it, Native American Heritage Day, we thought you would take it some time to talk about activists and uh, members who of the Native peoples and what they have been doing and continued work that they have done. And you know what? We wanted to talk about a woman who has been a fierce warrior, um, an advocate for her people um, and the First Nations people here in the U.S. And... BT dubs. She was included in our portion of When Women Rise in our uh, newly released, I guess not newly, this year. Is it still newly released? I don't know anymore. It feels like ages ago. (laughs) Everything does. I pulled it up uh, recently, our our manuscript. So the way we were working on it, I was like, wow, this this feels like forever. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it's still in here. Uh, But yes, in our book uh, that we did release in August that we've been working on for 10,000 years, that has just kind of come and gone, I guess. But uh, we did talk about her and her organization uh, in that portion. And with the organization she co-founded, known as WARN, or Women of All Red Nations. Um, And as in fact, we wanted to read a little excerpt from the book. Yes. uh, Annie, I think you read this part in our audiobook, didn't you? It also feels like a very long time Either it ago. Was your, it was one of us, obviously, because oh, the two yes. of us were the ones who did it. So I can't remember if it was you or me. I think it's you. Who knows? But hey, if someone's listened to the audio version, let me know. But I'm going to read it for this portion. Uh-huh. <laughs> so here it is. After the founding, 1968, then subsequent splinter of the American Indian movement, veterans of the movement and others came together to create another powerful group, the Organization of Women of All Red Nations, or WARN. 
Warren was created in 1974 by Janet McLeod and Madonna Gilbert Thunderhawk, who, after seeing that for the most part, indigenous women were being ignored, not just in the movement, but in society overall, because they were seen as powerless. Uh, These women recognized the fact that they needed a space to come together safely, especially during a time when the indigenous community was being placed on watch lists and considered threats by the government. Warren began as an organization that focused on the needs of Native women and issues affecting them, but they soon expanded to include issues of prison reform and the overall culture of imprisonment for Indigenous people. The group has also been tirelessly protesting the exploitation of the Native communities and land. In an effort to protect their own lands, resources, and the environment, they have helped to stop the uranium mining corporation that was polluting the South Dakota waters and have been a part of the protests to stop the Keystone X-Line pipelines. Warren has been a leader in advocating for the rights of Indigenous women, as well as the fight over a number of other issues, including improving health care, expanding reproductive rights, and seeking to end violence against women. So, very short. I wish we could make it bigger. And, and we are going to talk a little more about them. When we talked about the book process on an earlier episode, we mentioned that not only did we have the hard task of choosing who or what we would cover in the book, but after deciding that, editing down the amount of content we had, which included this section and even this specific topic. Uh, yeah, like Annie and I went through things and they're like, we're going to cut this part out. We're like, but we like it. <laughs> But it's important. Yeah. So literally, we, we pulled specific women we talked about. We pulled organizations that we wanted to talk about. They were like, it's getting to Wikipedia. And I'm like, okay, that, that's kind of fair. <laughs> <laughs> but we just want to talk about them, mm-hmm. which is what I like to do. So we did have a hard time. And obviously, we took this section and made it much smaller. So... We wanted to talk about the impact the organization has had uh, since its inception and how today Thunderhawk continues to make impact on her community, including with our children. Um, So Warren was created out of the much-needed attention for the women and marginalized group within the indigenous community. Uh, With so many issues happening during a tumultuous time within the indigenous community during the 1970s and during the Wounded Knee occupation, the women leaders came together with several hundred women from over 30 different groups and tribes. So a lot of women came together realizing, hey... We're not part of this anymore. Like, they're not paying attention to us. They think that we're powerless. And including the fact that many of the men who were in leadership were being arrested um, and or hurt and definitely being watched by the FBI. And just so you know, so was Madonna. She and uh, the women who were seen as medics that were part of the occupation were also under a watch list. So very, very, very pointed. But it was mainly the men who were being uh, detained and arrested. So oftentimes... There was no one there to take up the leadership. These women did. And during this time, they not only took up the leadership of their communities, but also helped bring focus on the injustices that affected the women, uh, specifically including the forced sterilization of many of the indigenous women during that time. Um, And there's a lot of conversation. We've talked about it as, in fact, my first episode (laughs) With Behind the Bastards, we talked about eugenics and forced sterilization of women, specifically with bad types of birth control and or coerced surgeries, all these things that were obvious ways to control a population. And yes, it's not a conspiracy theory. They actually did this to a lot of marginalized groups, especially to the native indigenous groups here in the U.S. 
So they said specifically in uh, Wikipedia, sorry, so this is all, I'm like, this is all together here, so I'm going to put it here, but I did want to read this. It says, in 1976, the U.S. General Accounting Office found that from 1973 to 1976, 3,406 Native American women underwent coerced sterilization procedures in just four of the 12 IHS service areas. Out of these 3,406 women, 36 of them were under the age of 21. These 36 young women were sterilized in direct violation of a court order stating the minimum age of sterilization procedures to be 21. The total number of coerced sterilizations during the period across all 12 IHS areas was estimated to be roughly 3,000 per year. And so a lot of this conversation was happening after the fact. And there were people noticing things were happening, why this was happening. And this doesn't even include Native children being taken away uh, from families and being put into very white, very non-Native homes for a reason. And then that also doesn't involve some of the schools that were created way back when that still existed um, in many of the areas, especially in the northern areas, to keep children away from the Native communities for a reason. So one of the things that Warren did was specifically work to get this report out and to fight against it. And they even talked about the fact that they had to educate their own people about what was happening, that this was uh, should be against the law and they were all being silenced and quietly coerced into doing these procedures that they did not want. And obviously, being under the age of 21, there's a lot of questions about what is happening and who is doing it and why they're doing it. And with those different types of things that they looked into, they also, again, worked in, in the mining system, trying to stop the pollution of their land and taking of their resources. Uh, yes, they were a part of the protests and political actions that include uh, the Wounded Knee occupation, which killed several people, including FBI agents. And there's still a big debate about people who are arrested and falsely arrested, possibly, um, and then the treatment of those people who are arrested up until the present day, I believe. So there's a lot of conversation about what Warren was doing and how hard they fought for this. And I believe they're still around. Obviously, some of these incidents happened in 2020, so not too long ago. So I believe they are still technically active. Dot, dot, dot. I'm going to put that as there because people <laughs> from Warren are active. So we'll go with that. Mm -hmm. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? 
Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. And then here's a quote uh, about what she's been doing since then. It's from a 2022 interview with womensenews.org. It says, as she moved forward, her work as a frontline protester and reformer evolved. She doesn't like the word activist, saying it's overused. She co-founded Women of All Red Nations, WARN, which focused on Native women's issues. She also co-founded the Black Hills Alliance to fight uranium mining on sacred Lakota land. She helped establish a survivor school, an alternative to government-run schools, where culturally relevant teachings about topics like tribal sovereignty were the norm. She currently works as a tribal liaison for the Lakota People's Law Project, which, quote, partners with Native communities to protect sacred lands, safeguard human rights, promote sustainability, reunite Indigenous families, and much more. And this is a quote from Thunderhawk. Your work changes as you age. I'm still busy. These issues are still there. There's land-based issues and water issues. And I thought, if you want to go back and read that, she has actually, uh, she's on the podcast. So I'm sure you can listen to that as well. Um, She has been working still. Like at 83, she is still trucking with her activism, which she does love, but. (laughs) You know, with her work and continued fight for that. She has been doing this for years and been very loud and proud about it. Um, And of course, she's been recognized for her work, including being written about, including in our book, Mm -hmm. but also in documentaries and film, including a documentary that was released in 2021 titled Warrior Women. Uh, And here's a quote about that. Now, 40 years later, Madonna is moving into the twilight of her life fighting the inevitable slowing she dreads. She constantly worries aloud who she will, quote, pass the torch to. Warrior Women unveils not only the women's perspective on history, but also real-life activism echoing far beyond news events into generations to come. And then it's pretty much a a movie about her and her daughter and the continued Mm -hmm. activism that they do today and their work they do today and her passing it on uh, to her family, which is beautiful to see. And mm-hmm. yes, so earlier this year was the 50th anniversary of the Wounded Knee occupation. She has several interviews and several articles talking about her memories there and what happened there. Uh, and apparently she's still very cautious about what she says, rightly so. There's a lot, if you look into the article, because when we were researching for the book, there were things I was like, oh, this is kind of iffy. This is controversial. I'm not sure what we can include or what we can't. But also remembering that the 1970s had a lot of right-winged uh, tactics. And mm-hmm. like we can we know it today still, like what we see as propaganda mm-hmm. versus what was the truth and how slowly things are coming out, especially during a time that didn't have a lot of social media or um, didn't give voice 
to Native uh, communities and Native people. So trying to decipher through all of that is a whole Mm -hmm. issue. So, And I'm sure she is still concerned about her safety and being watched. Yeah. It was one of those things where, yeah, when we were writing this book, there were so many people that we wanted to talk about (laughs) and we wanted to talk more in depth about um, because that is... I'm glad other people are, you know, doing a book um, or doing a documentary, I should say, about just her Um, because we we couldn't do it. But uh, it deserves, the whole thing deserves its own book. But yeah, yes. Uh, As always, listeners, if you have any suggestions for this, any resources for us, um, please send them our way. You can email us at stephanieandmomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at stephanieandmomstuff.com. Uh, we have a tea public store with merchandise and we have a book, yes, where you can read more about other women <laughs> that we <laughs> put in there. Uh, uh, thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. Thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.